right, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I am your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Thursday night, as I am joined today by a special guest. He is a major part of the Mile High Sports uh, Ensemble, is what I would call it, a writer, podcaster, all-around extraordinary, does multiple sports. It's Anilo Piro, uh, at Media by AP on Twitter. Make sure to go give him a follow. Anilo, how are you, sir? How's, it, how's your Thursday night going? Oh, man, it's been a busy, busy day, but uh, it's been good, man. Really excited to talk some Denver Nuggets basketball with you this evening. It's been a, it's been a good day. Nice weather outside. Hard to complain when it's getting warm. So uh, it's been good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good. Uh, I, uh, I I had my 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 Thursday therapy session today. Got to get some things off my chest. It was so there good. Go. It was great. Having a good old time with that. Uh, and but yeah, man, it was just just pretty good. Uh, you're you're a, also a leader over at Denver Sports Betting. Is that correct? Yeah, man. So uh, we are a startup media company where we essentially cover our local sports teams from a betting perspective. You know, if uh, if you live here in Colorado, if you watch the Nuggets, you'll see all the different kind of uh, betting nuances that have been intertwined here. And, you know, just like Mile High Sports, you know, ESPN, all that kind of stuff who cover sports in a traditional sense. Uh, we do that from a local sense, from a betting perspective at Denver Sports Betting. So it's a new industry. It's uh, something that's going to be the sports world. So just trying to add a little bit of a local flair. Very cool, man. I'm sure a lot of people, they, they should be excited about that. You should get excited for a company like Denver Sports Betting because especially Denver sports fans, people that are local, this is tailored exactly for you. If, you, if, right. you're, if you're a degenerate like, like, like me, like a lot of people, you are definitely, uh, you're definitely excited for this. So I am, I am looking forward to hoping, hoping that you can, can grow that and continue to grow that. It should be fun. Uh, you have a profile picture on, on your Twitter. And I just wanted, you're holding up a receipt in your profile yes. picture. I just wanted to, to explain that real quick. So that was uh, from the Super Bowl, this most recent Super Bowl. I was up at a sports book in Blackhawk, just doing some content for Denver sports betting. And like one thing that we try to do over there is we're really trying to be more than articles and videos, right? We're trying to do some like lifestyle content. So I was doing a little bit of a vlog. Uh, I was up there with my man, Chase Howell. And uh, I threw down a hundred bucks on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the money line or against the spread, excuse me. And I will kind of dive into the betting terminology. Uh, but that bet obviously cashed with ease as Tampa Bay uh, cleaned up against Kansas City and I won a oh, yeah. hundred bucks. So I was shooting the vlog and I was kind of showing off the ticket. And, you know, I, I've done the traditional media for a long time, but betting is definitely an avenue where I'm trying to make a name for myself. So I took a picture with the winning ticket, you know, figured it'd be a good little profile picture. And I had the same before that. It was a picture of me in the Rockies press box that I'd had for like three years. So I was like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to segue. And I'm, and I'm wearing a mask. So uh, I'm looking politically correct in the, uh, in the profile picture. Of course, man, you got it. You got to always <laughs> cater to the masses there. Uh, well, Hey, good stuff, man. I, I wanted to, uh, just introduce the world to you. We're working together over at Mile High Sports a little bit, so should be a lot of fun. Uh, Anil also hosts a radio show over for Mile High Sports from three to four every Monday through Friday, so make sure to check that out. Uh, but for now, let's let's transition over to the Nuggets in this first segment. Uh, we've got some news here that that came through this morning. The Nuggets waived Gary Clark, uh, who they just recently acquired in their Aaron Gordon trade. Uh, they waived Greg Whittington, who they signed for a two-way contract over the over this offseason period. And they signed Shaq Harrison, Shaquille Harrison, to a two-way contract uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, Anilo, I know it's it's really just kind of roster shuffling at this point, right. but Shaq Harrison, he just kind of stands out to me as a 
He's a 6'4", long athletic defender. He's going to give the team backcourt defense. That's something that they're missing with Gary Harris gone, right? Right. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's very reminiscent of like a late season roster move in, in baseball, right? When the rosters expand, yeah. you see a bunch of kind of minor leaguers come up. Uh, this reminds me, you know, reminds me of that in the sense that the Nuggets are trying to fine tune their roster here a little bit for this playoff push. And defense is obviously something that head coach Michael Malone prides himself in and seem getting frustrated out there with uh, the lack of defense from time to time. So I think it's Look, this isn't going to move the needle, but uh, it's a role player that can give you some quality minutes in a particular type of setting. So, uh, you know, you, you right. really hope to never see this guy on the court, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, or, like, unless, hey, unless it's in a blowout. Yeah, and, and I think there could be some situations like in a playoff series where he could actually be on the court for a specific right. period of time. But if you're playing him 25, 30 minutes, that's probably not the right answer. Like it's, it's got to be five to 10 minute bursts here or there. Uh, you're looking for a shot in the arm, not necessarily right. anything else. Uh, he's had some good defensive seasons. He played mostly with the Chicago Bulls. He's in his age 27 season right now has really just been like he was with the Utah Jazz prior to this. Uh, was kind of just getting in there at the end of the games for blowouts and stuff like that. And the Jazz have had a lot of blowouts, so he's been on the floor, hasn't Mm -hmm. shot the ball well. He is not an offensive player. He is a poor shooter Uh, for his career. He is a 28.9% three-point shooter. That is not good. And with the shots that he generally gets, like like you you want a guy like that to shoot better, uh, that is not going to be Shaq Harrison's role on this team. He's going to be, hey, go uh, go and lock up that other guy on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, but like you said, this is this isn't going to be a massive move. I kind of equate him, I kind of equate him to a a lesser Tory Craig, and that okay. that should be what Nuggets fans have for their expectations, Daniela. Well, and I think, you know, you bring up the offensive side of things as well, and thankfully there's enough offense to go around right now with uh, the core four, fearsome foursome, as I like to kind of call them here with the Gordon trade. Um, So, yeah, no, I think you hit it right on the head. It's a very kind of targeted position that he's going to be in. So, but it's uh, it's getting that time, man. It's exciting to see them, you know, shuffle around the roster a little bit and fine tune it for this push. It is interesting. And and one of the things that really stands out here, uh, they have an open roster spot remaining. Mm-hmm. And this is something they didn't necessarily have to cut Gary Clark in order to make this move happen. They could have just cut Greg Whittington because they signed Shaq Harrison to a two-way contract. So right. they still have a full roster spot outstanding right now. And, and you kind of look at the roster. I'm not really sure what this roster needs right now. There's There's not a lot that I can really point to and say, okay, is there somebody out there that could really contribute to this Nuggets team right now? And, and the right. answer is probably no. But is if, if you're looking at this roster, Angelo, do, do you see major weaknesses that they could fill on the buyout market? Because I don't. I, I, I completely agree. And I mean, I think, no, I'm just even trying to think if there's any prime candidates that might be attractive that are out there on the buyout market. Boogie Cousins is still available, if I remember correctly, but he's obviously not gaining traction for a reason, and that's not going to happen in Denver. Uh, but like anyone that's going to make a significant impact, no, I don't think that person's available. Um, so, no, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm very comfortable, and part of it's because they're playing extremely well right now, but right. the roster the roster's solid, you know, from top to bottom, and adding Aaron Gordon allows, you know, for some, some more depth there on the bench unit. Paul Millsap in a little bit of a different role. So, you know, I really do think that uh, they're in about as good of a spot as you can be you know, entering the playoffs, the big, if they stay healthy, you know, if they stay healthy, yeah. they're going to be all right. Yeah. Just looking at the starting unit, like you're not going to change anything there. You've got no. Murray, you've got Barton, you've got Gordon Porter, Jokic, like that group has really 
clicked. And if, if there's one weakness there, it's probably Will Barton, but you're not bringing in somebody else to be a starter there. That would be right. Monte Morris or PJ Dozier or Faku even. Like I, I tend to think that the, the weaknesses that they're trying to fill are on the bench unit. And yep. if you're looking at it, like, look, they've got Monte, they've got Faku, they've got PJ in the backcourt. Shaq Harrison is a guy that, look, is he going to move the needle? No, but he could be a replacement for one of those guys if, A, they get injured at some point, and that would be – the Nuggets have kind of lucked out on the injury front of late, knock on wood. But, like, I tend to think that this could be a situation where instead of having Marcus Howard as the primary backup at, at point guard when, when all those guys go down, now you have Shaq Harrison, and you can at least play defense. Like, that's something that – Michael Malone was probably very happy with. I'd say that this, if they, if he had one need, it would probably be another guy who's about six seven that can shoot, just as a, a backup for Aaron Gordon or, or Michael Porter. Just, and everybody like, and everybody seems like they could use one of those these days. Of course, like that's that's the the most common, most most bountiful position, or not bountiful. What am I saying? Uh, the most in demand <laughs> position right. because there is no bounty. There is there is nothing there. Like. All these teams are, are trying to scoop up those guys on the on the buyout market. If anything, if anything happens at all, uh, Mike Singer of, of Denver Post he had reported that they might have some interest in Troy Daniels. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was another name that he threw out there. Uh, he's thrown out Avery Bradley in the past. Let me just check because um, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Gerald Gerald Green was another name that they had considered, and Gerald Green you'd feel pretty good about. Like I I tend to think, hey, he's a six seven guy who can shoot. Like, right. if, if you're if you're thinking about okay, and he also has playoff experience. He's also a vet, so there are right. players that they can add to this group that could be helpful. Maybe not necessarily on the court all the time though. Like you're looking to fill out the bench, you're looking to fill out the veteran leadership category of this team that can help them guide through a playoff run uh you're, you're you've been covering basketball and baseball for a long time how important is it to add veterans to a group that's as young as this one still massive man i'm i'm such a big proponent of veteran leadership i mean i i just think good veterans can be the difference between being a true contender and not and i think you know i've covered the rockies been up close and personal there when they brought in matt holiday you know back in like yeah. what was that 2017 2018 he yeah. wasn't really gonna play i think he hit he was a you know, off the bench kind of pinch hitter every now and again. And I think anytime you can add a player of that caliber, you have to consider it. And, and you know, thankfully the Nuggets have a, that's kind of what they were doing with JaVale McGee, right? JaVale McGee's a solid role player. who's going to play about a dozen minutes a night. Uh, and Paul Millsap, you know, who I, who I had mentioned earlier, he can kind of default now to a little bit more of that veteran leadership role coming off the bench. So I think they right. have two great players uh, in JaVale McGee and Paul Millsap on that roster, but that's definitely another characteristic that you can look at, uh, you know, with that open roster spot as well. You love to see it. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have that many more takes about Jack Harrison, man. He's uh, no, He's man. been with the Bulls. He's, he was pretty good defensively with the Bulls. Hadn't really stuck with the Utah Jazz, but the Jazz have been killing teams. So, like, I I, could, I understand they've why he great. hasn't played. Like, they've got a really, a really, really good roster. So, we'll just have to see. Uh, I think he could survive in a playoff matchup if he's surrounded by guys like Murray, Porter, and Jokic. But right. if you put him on a bench unit exclusively where he has to create some offense – that could be a little dicey. So we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to see how it goes. 
Right. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed, man. Here's to hoping that, like I said, we don't have to see too much of him, you know, down the stretch. If you're seeing a lot of him, you're probably not doing something right. Unless it's in garbage time blowouts, you know? So that's what you're shooting for if you're the Nuggets. But excited for this playoff push, man. Like I said, it's uh, I say it on the radio show all the time. It's a great time to be a Denver sports fan, but it's a great time to be a Nugget fan in particular. I mean, optimism has got to be at an all-time high. Well said. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about betting. But first... Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, other teams are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. Now, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 in free bets is simple. Pick any basketball team you want to win their next game. If during that game the team of your choosing hits a three-pointer, a single three-pointer, you bring home $100 in free bets. That is insane, Anilo. I know that you've been doing some of these promos for DraftKings like with Mile High Sports. Like, like It's unbelievable what they do, right? DraftKings, they are the creme de la creme right now in sports betting. They're all over your TVs. They're everywhere. They're on your radios. They're in your podcasts. uh, And that's for a reason. You know, they do it right over there. And, you know, if there's ever an issue of like the trust with DraftKings, I mean, the people that they employ are some of the most renowned people from Las Vegas, right? When when DraftKings was first getting rocking and rolling here in the U.S., they made it a point to go and go out and hire guys like Johnny Avello, you know, who is a massive name in the Las Vegas betting market. Uh, So DraftKings, it's one of the best books out there without a doubt. And uh, you killed that read, my friend. So way to way to promote (laughs) DraftKings. And no, seriously, though, if you're a sports better, I mean. Everyone in their everyone in their mothers knows who DraftKings is, and that's for a reason. So check them out. Safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and draw your funds at your convenience at DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a single three. That's code MHS to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free bets for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. We're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here, joined today by Anila Piro of Mile High Sports and Denver Sports Betting. Uh, make sure to check out all of Anilo's stuff. I'll, I'll be linking some of his stuff below. Uh, but yeah, just it's it's been great to get to know some of the Mile High Sports staff and had a lot of fun just trying to trying to grow the brand a little bit. Uh, but yeah, hey, if, if you're if you like pickaxe and roll, if you've enjoyed the content that I've done, make sure to leave a, a review, five stars, Apple Podcast if you can. Seen some of those flood in lately, and it's been all positive. So thank you everybody for that, uh, Anilo. I just wanted to check in with you specifically at this time because I think there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about with Nikola Jokic, with the oh, season, yeah. with every everything that the Nuggets are doing right now. They're putting themselves in a really good position to. Uh, win some awards to, to do some great things. Like there's a lot of fun stuff to, to talk about right now. What do you think? 
No, man, it's uh, absolutely. I mean, every day. Th- thankfully, you know, we're in the midst of this winning streak, so it's a little extra fun. But uh, the storylines are abundant, man. I mean, whether you want to talk about Jokic, the emergence of Michael Porter Jr., uh, Jamal Murray's ability to battle through kind of injuries and, you know, not being 100% this season, uh, you know, the integration of Aaron Gordon, you know, there's so many different storylines that have been fantastic. Michael Malone getting ejected last night. You know, that's something. Yeah, exactly. Tim Conley's (laughs) ability to construct this roster, you know, it's just, you know, it's limitless when it comes to uh, stories and, and different things that we can talk about with this team. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about your work uh, just over at Denver Sports Betting, uh, some of the things that you're continuing to do. Are you focused mostly on the Nuggets? Or are, you, are you branching out with others? Like you said, you were doing all sports, but you specifically, right. are you doing Rocky stuff? Are you doing just Nuggets? Like, what are you doing? Doing a bunch of stuff, man. So like, I kind of serve as like an editor role over there. So I, I am okay. technically the head of content. So I oversee everything that we're doing. But a lot of emphasis is like teaching my – so we have a couple different guys that uh, write for the Nuggets for us, Ivan Buss and Carter Webb, uh, two longtime Denver Nuggets fans. Um, and I've been kind of tasked with coaching them up of like taking my experiences from the Nuggets and and helping them kind of become writers and, and, and lending my experience there. So I'm always doing, you know, betting preview videos with them, helping them write their previews. And that's really what we do at Denver Sports Betting. So I'll get into the content, I guess. So um, every single – well, Rockies is a little difficult. We're still kind of getting the groove there with so many games. But sure. um, for a Nuggets game or the Avalanche, for example, you go to denversportsbetting.com, we're going to have a betting preview that's going to show you all of the lines, all of the trends, as well as a couple different picks or analysis that essentially helps paint a picture of what the game is going to be like from a betting perspective because obviously lines are set for a reason, odds are set for a reason. So we're trying to help kind of, like I said, paint that picture and educate the uh, – the reader before they go put their money on the line. So me personally, man, got my hand in a lot of different things, but uh, on the content side, a lot of nuggets and Rockies, that's uh, that's right up my alley and Broncos when they get back in season, because especially in the betting world, NFL does rule all, but a um, sure. little bit of this, a little bit of that and some business stuff as well. Just uh, trying to, trying to grow a little bit of a media startup here, man. You know, it's uh, the media, the media world in this day and age is uh, the wild West per se. So just, uh, I don't know, trying to have fun, make a little bit of money and, you know, watch the nuggets. I'm glad we can all lift each other up in that regard. And I know you're doing great work over there and, and it's been, it's been very consistent. It's been very impactful. You guys can continue like you, the brand is, is on fire right now. So you guys are doing awesome. Uh, I want to talk about like, like specific things with regard to the nuggets. So right. something that people hear, uh, they'll, they'll hear the spread, they'll hear the line, they'll hear uh, like the over under what, what, like when you're, when you are evaluating the nuggets game to game, what are the things that you're circling? What are the things that you're looking for to kind of frame the conversation? Right. So uh, just like the basic betting 101, like the three major bets that you can take props aside on each game, there's going to be a money line bet. And a money line is essentially the equivalent of picking a winner. Um, different odds are kind of associated with that. There's a spread bet, which is in a spread is a, a, a point total that is essentially added or subtracted to a team's margin of victory to level the playing field. And so it's when you're betting on the spread, it's usually even money, which means sure. you're going to, so if you bet $5, you're going to win four ninety. Um, so you're, you know, you're kind of getting back what you're betting um, in that sense. And then the point total, which is betting on the uh, total amount of points scored in the game between the two uh, teams. So I'm a big trend chaser. So I love, to kind of bet off of rhythm. That's not always the best thing to do. Uh, but I just, that's kind of how my coverage works as well too. You know, I just love to kind of like go based off the heart of the team, but you know, some things that I do, um, you know, 
you, the typical ESPN or basketball reference stats really do a good job of just painting a picture like, okay, if the point total is set at 215, you know, you can go look at the last five or six games, the average score that or the average amount of points that each team has produced. And you can kind of do some basic math there. Um, there's a great website called covers.com, which okay. is essentially like, I don't know how to describe it. it. It's like an encyclopedia for betting. But I mean, you go to covers.com and you they have essentially like, analytics and data from a betting perspective that for every single NBA game. So you'll find some of the craziest trends in the world there. Um, it's really just doing your homework. I mean, like it, it's, it's the same thing when you guys, you know, over at, you know, whatever websites you guys are writing for stiff smile, high sports, you know, when you write your game previews, you look at matchups, you know, it's just a similar thing of how have players been playing who's hurt, who's not, um, sure. you know, it, it's a pretty, honestly, a lot of what you do before you watch a game and just kind of trying to put it in a, a dollar figure behind it. No, I like it. I, I think it's, it is an incredibly valuable tool. Obviously the, like the NBA has really invested in it of late as well. Yep. Uh, points bet is now an official sponsor over at ball arena with the nuggets. Uh, all of these, uh, these arenas are now incorporating betting into their actual facilities. Uh, they're having these, these terminals that are popping up these betting centers, which is really Crazy. cool. And it, it's just really like growing the game in a completely different way and making it more interactive for a lot of folks. So that is really cool. Uh, with regard to nuggets props, I one of the ones that I wanted to ask you about specifically, how much money do you think you've made on Michael Porter Jr.'s points of late? Oh, uh, a good amount. Michael Porter Jr. points and uh, Michael Porter Jr. threes as well. I mean, that's a good yeah. prop that you can get on. A lot of money, man. And it's interesting. It, you'll see usually you can get a break like if he has a couple good games like the lines won't move that much but like once a player catches fire like there's going to be so much juice added towards the over of that player or towards the under just where where everything's kind of trending but it's been a sure. good time betting uh michael porter jr overs man he's been on fire see the one that's carried you the most so far or is there another nugget that you've liked to bet who who, who do you latch on to i man nicole so there was a time the first 12 games of the season in a row, the over for Jokic assists hit 12 games in a row. It was crazy. <laughs> it it was like the first awesome. at, least, at least 10 or it hit like 11 of 12. It was just an insane run. So like that was the one that really carried me out in the, be the beginning portion of the season. They were setting these lines like seven and a half, eight and a half assists. I'm like, give me that. I mean, this dude's good for nine. You know, he's averaging, I think, eight and a half still right now. So um, right. the Jokic assist one was great. I'm trying to think which one, you know, one that really drove me insane. I, I lost a lot of money on this one and it seems like such low hanging fruit. And I bet it a lot in the bubble and, and to start out this season as well. Um, the over on Gary Harris threes, when he was on this team, it was set at like a half or it was like a half a three or yeah. one and a half threes. Uh, and when you see a player taking that many attempts, you got to hammer it, you know? So, uh, but thankfully I'm, I'm spared of that uh, opportunity moving forward. Um, there was another Will Barton to score, uh, to score the first point in the game. That's one that's been an interesting play. Barton seems to always get the ball out of the gate or at least have the opportunity to shoot. Huh. Um, what else? It seems like that. that's one that's hit. Another one that I've picked up with Jenna Garcia is betting against the Nuggets in third quarters. Um, yeah. Just taking the other team straight up on money lines, and that's been a pretty profitable one. They've been they've been pretty nuts on third quarters, and it's just been up and down, mostly down. Uh, so that's that's yeah. a really good trend to hit for sure. Uh, no, I, I, it's just so fascinating to hear about it from a betting perspective. That man, you're right. 
Nikola Jokic did have a really incredible run on mm-hmm. assists at, at one point where he was averaging a triple double. And it, and I'm sure that the line really corrected after that point. And then he, he leveled off a little bit too. So, so that line's probably dropped even now, but right. it's, it's super cool to like figure it out from that perspective and just learn a little bit more about the game and, and how certain players are, are, being as consistent as they are or when you can predict for them to go off. So Gary Harris, I'm sure was a really difficult one oh for you. Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, what's, what's the Jamal Murray betting experience? Like honestly, a little rough because like I not rough, but I mean like everyone, like if you follow the nuggets this season, you know, he's been coming on as strong, you know, here post, uh, you know, post all-star break, he's had some nice games and whatnot, but that first what two and a half three months of the season i mean it was a struggle for jamal murray to score and so i mean i would get burned because they would set his point to at like 19 and a half 20 and a half 21 and a half points which is for jamal murray you know someone that we've ski you know seen score 25 plus you know on a, on a nightly basis at times you know yeah. you gotta hammer that over so that's the player props are so interesting too and, and the thing about the nba compared to some other sports is the way the players treat the regular season, you know, teams tend to take a night off. Sometimes players can take a night off. Players can mail it in. And that always kind of affects the way that, you know, player props can go. I'm not saying Jamal's a victim of that, but it's been a little up and down. Honestly, I, it's hard to get a read on Jamal. He's just one of those, those trendy players. It's if you, if you get on a heater with him, you're going to make a lot of money, but if he's not on a heater, you know, say your prayers. Right. Like I, I know his February was really good and, and leading up kind of to the all-star break in about right. March. And after that, he's, he's still been pretty good. He's had a couple hiccups here or there, but uh, he's, he's a guy that I'm sure is a little bit frustrating because he, he can sort of step into the background a little bit where, and really kind of let other guys cook for a little, like, like, he has talked about in the past that stepping into the background and, and wanting Nikola Jokic to go off because he right. has a great matchup or, or getting Michael Porter involved or getting Will Barton involved and having a guy like that who has to balance point guard duties while also being a leading scorer, it can, it can be really frustrating, I'm sure. So yep. as he grows up, as, as like he's 24 now, but like when he gets to like 27, 28, 29, like he's going to be on fire. Like I, I, yep. I would bet his over on points if it was – anything under 24 and a half. That's, that's right. what the kind of trajectory that he, that he's going for right now. And I mean, just in the NBA as well, like I remember back when media was allowed, well, I mean, I guess media is allowed, but like when we have like the little media conglomerates, you know, at the nuggets and everyone would sit around the round tables, um, you know, talking with some of the nuggets media, probably three, four years ago. Like I remember there was a conversation of, you know, in particular, it really takes a guard probably like six, seven, eight years to truly settle into the pace and the flow of an NBA style basketball game and the rhythm of the season. So the best has very much yet to come with Jamal Murray. I'm a very firm believer in that. And you know, one thing too, in regards to Jamal and just betting in general, you know, like something, like, I don't know, like sometimes I like to sw- stay away from the props, you know, they're fun, but like when you get like not attached, but like you like the team so much. Right. So it's like, sometimes like I personally would like rather just bet on the team than bet on a specific player. Cause it can be frustrating, you know, and you, it's just, it's betting, right. You know, you never want to turn it into this like source of aggression or anything like that, but it's like Will Barton, like Will Barton is someone that gets ridiculed, you know, left and right on social media. So like, it's just one of those things where, you know, to each their own, I guess it's just like, sometimes like I get frustrated when I I'll bet a Jamal Murray point total and like, it doesn't hit, but I'm like, this is Jamal Murray. Like he's 24. He's still growing, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, like I know he's going to be a baller. 
Yeah, not to mention like if if you bet it on any of the other seventy one games that, that he right. plays, then like it, it could it could hit more often than not. So like it just like with with this and with the NBA in general, like you see a lot of inconsistencies. You see a lot of highs yep. and lows, and and it's not just with Jamal, despite him being like. Right. He gets coined an inconsistent player a lot. Like he started off the season, like the first 20 games pretty badly ever since then. Pretty good. Been fine, pretty, yeah. Like he's been pretty, like you, you, you just kind of expect that from him now. So right. I'm, uh, I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, but, and, and you mentioned the kind of the seven to eight years part of this, like one guy who's now entering or entering the, the MVP conversation is Chris Paul. Uh, right. so he's been he's been around for a long time and just been doing point god things forever. So like it can take a long time, and I'm going to use this to to transition into my MVP talk with you. Oh, let's uh, do it, Nikola Jokic, man. He's mm. now the the MVP front runner at most books, right? Man, yeah. If you're if he's not the front runner, get in on that action because he should be the front runner at every book, man. I think at this point, if he keeps this up, if he stays healthy, the question is, are the voters going to do what they need to do? I mean, because his what he's produced on the court speaks for itself. But, you know, on the radio show, sometimes the guys like to coin me as East Coast bias Piro because I'm such a believer in the East Coast bias. And a lot of these I mean, seriously, like like I, I've I've heard some murmurs and a lot of these people just don't like Jokic as a player, you know, and like a lot of these old East Coast writers that just like. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like they just, yeah, they're they the guys that are, that are very like, like the, the big East, like, like you, exactly. want, you want guys like Patrick Ewing and, and right, right. Joel Embiid and then guys traditional like that. Center, yeah. Like, know, like he's clearly not that, but he's clearly something better. Like that's, that's just what he's proven. Right. Yeah, no, he's what we're seeing on the court. And I was a Jokic, not a skeptic, but for the longest time, and I'm not afraid to say this. I mean, this was probably two, three years ago. I was saying this too, really before the bubble. Like I'd never believed that the Nuggets were going to be able to succeed with him as their best player. Like I just, I never mm-hmm. thought that him as a facilitator was going to be enough. You know, I always thought it was going to take Jamal Murray and MPJ to really take them to that next level. But I mean, to see him, and we've always heard questions about his mental tenacity and his physical conditioning to see him parlay, use a little bit of a betting term there, you know, <laughs> what we saw from the bubble to this season and improve and take steps forward. It's been so impressive. And just seeing him on the bench, how into the games he is. I mean, I was so wrong on that take and I'm so willing to wear that. I mean, like this dude is a unicorn. I mean, like to the fullest sense of the word, like he is so sensational. And I mean, this season he's embodied that to the fullest. And if he's not rewarded with an MVP, I mean, and everyone talks about this as well. If you take Jokic off this team, where are they? I mean, they're probably not even, they're probably a fringe playoff team. Look at what happened when, when Joel Embiid went down, the Sixers really didn't miss a beat. You know, I know Brooklyn's kind of come on as of late, but I think that speaks for itself in regards to value, which is a word in the MVP. I'm with you, man. And and he grew up, he's a guy who it, it took him yeah. a little bit, but he has grown up for sure. And he's matured and he's turned himself into one of the most dominant, uh, both physical and mental forces in the NBA as somebody who can really pick you apart, whichever way you want to be picked apart. He will go at you one-on-one. He will manipulate the defense and, and find those passing lanes. And if he doesn't want to shoot, then he doesn't necessarily have to, but he kind of consistently still finds his way to at least 20 points pretty much every single night. Yeah. It's and look the world, you know, everything that's been going on in the world these days is, you know, there's been some doom and gloom with the world and everything, but like, 
you watch Nicole Jokic play basketball and it's like, I swear, like, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm just like a kid. I'm like, whoa, like, what is going on? Like, it's just like you like it just it's incredible to watch, man. Like I fanboy watching him like it, it's so marvelous. I mean, and I use the word euphoria, you know, like it's just like I, I made a description on the show one time of like it's like world of Warcraft, you know? And it's like, he puts these spells like on the rest of the team and like, he's able to like plus ability, Jamal Murray here, plus ability, Michael Porter Jr. Here, he brings out the best in the rest of the team. And it's just, I've just never seen it before, you know? And it's just, it's so cool to see. He's great. He does everything well. Uh, he, he doesn't have a weakness in his game now. And mm-hmm. if you want to, you want to count rim protection, is that fine? Like I get it. I, he's never going to be a guy who, like like does the things that a guy like Rudy Gobert or Joel Embiid does at right. the rim defensively. But other than that, it's not really like, like there's just no hole in his game. And and that's what you want to see from an MVP. That's what you want to see from somebody who can take this team to, to some title odds. Like maybe we should talk about that on the other side. Yeah, dude, I think we're going to have to. And, and I think one thing I do want to say on the MVP chat as well, James Harden is some, well, he's hurt right now. So like, it's just look at the contenders. I mean, like, I just don't think that you can make a legitimate case to someone that's been more valuable to their team than Jokic. I mean, if Harden, dude, we're talking about as someone that literally gave up on his first team that he started the season with. How could you give this man the MVP? I don't give a damn how good he's been playing. And he's also on a super team. Like, keep that in mind. I think the only person, and he's, he's still got an argument for it that could maybe rival Jokic. And I think it's going to depend on where they end up in the standings is Dane Lillard. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I just Jokic for MVP. It's a sham. If he doesn't win the MVP and he continues along this trend, it's a sham. It, it would be one thing if uh, if Jokic and Lillard were like a similar caliber player, but right. they're not. Like no, it's exactly. just not close. Like we're what are we talking about here? It's it's just crazy what he's doing. So tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into those season title odds because they have improved massively over the course of these last couple of weeks. We'll be right back. because this is something that's really stood out to me over the course of these last few days, over these last few weeks even, that the Nuggets' season odds have to win an NBA championship, let me let me amend that, it has really changed. Like yep. This team, despite the fact that they've gone through some ups and downs, they, they opened the season, I think, at around like a plus 2,400, plus 2,500 or so. Like, like pretty good odds, but like they're, they're not really close. They're, they're now down to plus 1,300 on Odd Shark. And, and I don't know if you're seeing different numbers on your end, but like that is that is the highest I've ever seen them other than like when they were in the bubble in one of the final four teams. Yeah, it's been crazy to see their odds shift here. And I think, you know, one thing I'm interested to see is the Nuggets are kind of the darling child of the NBA right now. You know, post all-star break, you know, the NBA can, can lag at times and the Nuggets are able to kind of provide this little pizzazz to the game. So I think that's why you're seeing a little bit of extra love right now, especially with guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis still nursing their way back from injury. But I think that the odds are reflective of just how much this team has progressed and really just their upside. You know, in the playoffs, they're peaking at the – I mean, I don't want to use the word peaking because I think that there's still 
a lot more that they can do, but they're, they're just playing their best basketball at the best time. It's down the stretch. This is when you want to get hot and the nuggets are hot right now. And momentum can, uh, can carry you far sometimes. So I think that the odds are fair and, uh, we'll have to see, you know, just how this regular season ends, but they're, uh, it's like a full, it's like a locomotive with a full head of steam coming out of uh, at the rest of the teams in the West. It's been a lot of fun to watch, and and right now they're seventh in in odds, or they're they're tied at sixth actually with with Philly on Odd Shark here uh, at plus thirteen hundred for both of those teams. The Philly gets an Eastern Conference boost because there are less contenders. Uh, Milwaukee, same thing, plus nine hundred, though they are a good team. Utah at plus eight hundred is an interesting number. They're fourth right now. I just don't like trust them at all like I don't trust that their system is going to be able to hold up in the playoffs against good teams against good defenses nor do I trust them to defend opposing teams good offenses uh where are you at on Utah and and what do you what do you think about just some of those teams that are ahead of them right now no I completely agree um and I think one thing that we've seen and it's a it's a when I look at the NBA too, like as much as I love the nitty gritty and I think why Nuggets fans can be so optimistic is because of the upside that they have because nine times out of 10 star power is what's going to win you games in the NBA. I mean, for the right. most part, the best team always wins. I mean, if we're being honest here, the Nuggets are trying to be like the 2011 Mavericks, you know, kind of doing the impossible, upsetting a super team, uh, you know, with a kind of different style of play. I think you look at Utah and I think they lack some of those fundamental characteristics. I think that the NBA regular season can be extremely misleading. I mean, take a look at the George Carl era Nuggets. I mean, they would beat up on teams in the regular season, then fizzle out in the playoffs. I, I don't think that you can question the level of talent on Utah's roster. I just don't know if, you know, we're, we're speaking about how the Nuggets have the ability to kind of take it to another level. I'm not sure if there's another level for Utah right now. I think we've seen them play extremely well and credit to them them but they're beatable i mean at the end of the day we've seen denver you know do it in seven games we've seen them do it in the regular season when they were on what an 11 game win streak back in december or whatever that was or january um you know so they're a very beatable team they have flaws the nuggets have exposed them and i think you look at some of the other teams as well you know the lakers star power you know the clippers Mm -hmm. star power you know that's what's going to drive a lot of these odds you know in in a certain direction one way or the other so you know i think that utah you know i put Plus 800 plus 800, right? So, I mean, that's some pretty decent value, but I'm not putting any money on them, man. I do not trust them whatsoever when we get to the playoffs. You were also skeptical about the Nuggets at the beginning, more more mm-hmm. so this season. Uh, you own that, and, and I know you're continuing to own that for sure, but I could really sense that skepticism at the beginning. Uh, what, oh, yeah. if anything, has changed your mind about this group? I think it's just the ability to rally around Jokic and my skepticism was more so not it was skepticism, but also just like, I wasn't, I just didn't understand why they weren't playing well. Like, you know, and I mean, I guess I did under, you know, to a degree it's just, and and a lot of teams kind of get out to some slow starts, but my thing was you have this all worldly center who's playing out of his mind. And at the time, you know, we had seen in the season, they just couldn't surround him with talent worth a damn. You know, Jamal Murray wasn't playing well. Porter Jr. dealing with the COVID and then kind of in his head for the first few weeks after that as well. And sure. I just was sitting there frustrated because I was like, this dude is playing better than he did in the bubble, you know, and they're out here floating around the six, seven seat in the Western Conference. So it was more so, and I, you know, part of that falls on the coach too. You know, I was just like, Look, we made it to the the Nuggets made it to the conference finals last year, bubble or not. That's the expectation in my mind. And I mean, that has never wavered. Like they have to get back to the conference finals this season or this season is, you know, it's a step back in my personal opinion. So they just didn't look like a team that was ready 
to get back to the conference finals. They didn't look like the team that they were in the bubble. They just, they lacked that edge. So that's why I was rather skeptic. And to his credit, man, Jokic kept that. Ed- he was the only player playing with an edge, you know, and, and it blossomed within the rest of the team over time. So that's where my skepticism lied. It's just, they just didn't look like they wanted it, you know, or it looked like they were frustrated, but just, just something wasn't working. You know, it's just, and, and knowing the thing is like the nuggets need to be perfect. And that's the other thing. Like I was talking about star power and winning championships and whatnot, like the Lakers, they've got LeBron and AD, like they can afford to kind of screw up every now and again, because of what they have, like the nuggets, if they're going to win a championship, if they're going to go deep in the Western conference, they have to be perfect because they're not going to get the calls from the refs. You know, Michael Malone is, you know, love him or hate him, you know, not one of the elite head coaches in the NBA, in my opinion, they have to be perfect. And uh, I guess that's where my skepticism lies, man. I, I think that they figured it out to a degree, but max value. That's what I'm all about. One of the things that's really stood out over the course of this season and just kind of breaking away from what the bubble was, was just that, man, we really started the season soon after the bubble. <laughs> Those guys, they didn't have a lot of time. Jamal Murray was pretty vocal about, man, he was tired. He just did not yep. have it at the beginning of this year. And I think you could probably point to that as like, hey, he has had some early season struggles in the past. But if you want to, if you want to contribute anything to that, uh, starting too soon is probably one of them. And and it's like fair. we've seen Boston struggle. We've seen Miami struggle. The Lakers have been hit by injuries. Like all of those teams that were at the end of the bubble run have really taken a tough hit. And this Nuggets team, they've actually kind of lucked out in that spectrum where they haven't had all these guys that have right. had those injuries. They, they like, uh, I know the Lakers were hit by their injuries. Obviously Caruso had COVID. They've had a couple of guys with COVID. Miami and Boston have been two of the teams that have been hit by COVID stronger than almost anybody. So it has really like the nuggets have kind of dodged a bullet in that case. And on the other side of that, they sort of discovered something about themselves that man, Michael Porter's really good. And we just have to optimize him and get him into a place where he can do those things over and over and over again. And, and I think he has, and that's, that's really changed my opinion about this team that this season was always going to be about, incorporating Michael Porter Jr. into from a big two with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic to a big three, including Michael Porter. And he has done that to his degree, to his credit for sure. Yep. And, you know, like I said, like I, I'm an emotional sports fan when I watch this stuff. So I do tend to go on a game by game basis. And there was times where I questioned it. And the other thing that I like, look, knock on wood and you, it's relevant. It really is relevant, but injuries was a major concern as well. And, you know, you, you talked about it a little bit. Thankfully that hasn't occurred yet. And you got to hope that he continues to stay healthy and, and to their credit, you know, the nuggets have been able to work through the struggles that he had, you know, kind of coming into his own as a starter, you know, coming off the COVID thing as well. And I was a skeptic on that as well. You know, I I never questioned Michael Porter Jr.'s talent, but I always wondered, you know, did he have the wits to kind of integrate it, you know, and and be the third option or not even the thing is like, there's no such thing as a one, two or three option on the, on the nuggets. It's just such a selfless offensive system, you know, but it's just, it's interesting, man. Like I said, the nuggets go about their business in an unconventional way. And because of that, I think I'm always going to be skeptic, you know, just because they're so different in that sense. But what Michael Porter jr. Has done is absolutely taken the nuggets to another level. And you're seeing why he's been considered untouchable, you know, in these trade talks, because, you know, he could be the best of the bunch, you know, give him a few years. I mean, the talent level is absolutely insane. He continues to do some incredible things and it's just year two. 
and and I I you too. I wonder whether like wh- where is there to go from this point? Like, can he average thirty points a game? Can he do that on this consistent level of efficient shooting? He probably could, just depending on on his confidence level and, and where he where he sort of gets his shots and how he continues to build his body and things like that. But to your point about his his kind of the, in in between the ears, he's a very smart player. It's something mm-hmm. that I don't think a, Nug- a lot of Nuggets fans really appreciated at the beginning was that he has really taken the time to invest in himself and invest in the defensive side of the system, invest in where he can get best get his shots offensively, where he most impacts the game. And he's maximized that in year two. And it's really cool to see. It's really changed this Nuggets team to a point where they, they are – Teams are struggling to stop them. They are one right. of the best teams of all time offensively. And I don't think that that's going to change. Like there's no, there's no reason in my mind to think that it's going to slow down. Yeah. I mean, how could you think so? And I mean, just like I said, with the way that Jokic kind of enables everybody in the offense, like the opportunities are going to be there. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is good enough to be the number one option for a team, but he doesn't need to, you know, for the Nuggets. He can get his because of what Jokic provides. So, you know, it's it was the perfect draft for the Nuggets to draft him. You know, it was a flyer pick. They didn't necessarily need more youth. But, you know, if you're going to swing for the, you might as well swing for the fences in that sense. And, and they've done that. And I mean, making the Clippers look real foolish for passing on him twice, you know, making for making a lot of those other teams look foolish, foolish, man. I understand the injury history was a concern. And like I said, it still is a concern. It needs to be a concern um, just given what he's been through. Um, But so far, so good for the Nuggets. I'm very excited. If this keeps up, man, you know, it's going to be fun. And Aaron Gordon, like we haven't even mentioned Aaron Gordon really yeah, to this point that incredible. he has really come in and changed the the athletic dynamic of this group that now it's now the starting unit like he just can't touch it now like it is it is great. No, no team, no team can really match up with them. Yeah, I think the Aaron Gordon trade really was just so fulfilling in a number of ways. You know, I think it helps the team so much on the court with the athleticism, as you alluded to. I've been talking about it on the radio program as well. You know, it's a cliche saying, but patience is a virtue. You know, Jeremy Grant, losing Jeremy Grant was a stinger, you know, for the Nuggets and for their fans. A lot of people were disgruntled with that. Took them a hot minute to really find their footing, you know, without him. We realized how integral he was to this team. And now you've got someone in here in Aaron Gordon who's essentially filling that void and some, you know, he's, he's providing a little bit more, you know, than Jeremy Grant did. And he's younger, you know, and he's under contract for next season. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, you hated to see Jeremy Grant go, he's getting his in Detroit, but I think they've got the better fit right now in Aaron Gordon for the team. And, and on top of that, you know, I think it really affirmed Tim Conley's ability. Like one question I had always had is like, is, is Tim Conley going to have the cojones, you know, the ability to, to go out there and make the trade? you know, and push this team over the top. And I think right now the Nuggets have everything going for them. They've got a fiery head coach who will stick up for his team. They've got an MVP candidate. Their newly acquired trade play, uh, Aaron Gordon, the guy they traded for, has been fitting in seamlessly. And they've got a, you know, a guy running the front office that's ready to lead his team into the storm. So I think that the Aaron Gordon trade really just embodies what the Nuggets have been building towards, you know, in this moment of time. And I'm just so excited to see where it can take them. It's the final step. They've all they've always been so. about not not skipping steps. This was the mm-hmm. final one. And, and we're going to see how far it can take them, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Uh, before we get out of here, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have anything you want to mention about the Nuggets uh, on kind of a lasting image? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm from a betting perspective. I'm I'm starting to believe 
You know, I really am. And I think when you look at the Western Conference, we talked about Utah here a little bit. Um, seeing you, you can get Denver at uh, 16 to 1 odds to win the finals. Obviously, that's going to be a, a big feat, you know, if they do end up getting to that point. But I mean, I think you look at the Western Conference and I, I think every the, the question, the one team you really question is the Lakers. I mean, you know what the Lakers bring to the table, but if Anthony Davis isn't healthy, if LeBron James isn't fully healthy, the Nuggets have a leg up. I truly think that Denver can get the best of all the other teams in the Western Conference. The Lakers are the team that I worry about. You know, if they have to play the Nets in the finals, that's a whole other story. But, I mean, I really – I'm just believing in this team. I'm not trying to say they're going to win the finals, but at plus 1,600, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, you know, it might be worth a bet, you know, just to kind of throw down and, and get in on the action. But in regards to the plugs, or do you have any thoughts on that? I'm curious. Oh, no, I, I just wanted to ask one thing. Do you have the odds on Denver to win the Western Conference itself? Give me 30 seconds. Let me see. Yeah, because that's that's one that I'm really looking for because the, the Nets look like a really dangerous yeah, team. It's gonna they, they're going to be a team that's that's like, hey, the Nuggets have a lot of offense and they have a lot of really great offensive players and they might even have better defensive personnel to match up with the Nets than people give them credit for now. But like James Harden is still James Harden. Kevin Durant right. is still Kevin Durant if he's if he's healthy. Like right. I I that would be a tough one. But if they could get Western Conference odds, then right. maybe they get through that. That would be interesting. Before I give out the Western Conference odds, man, like I said, I'm a believer. I'm an optimist. 2011 Mavericks, you know, that that yeah. big three team in Miami. I mean, look, man, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, KD, Kyrie, you know, James Hart, similar. Kind of sounds, sounds I'm just saying, similar. I'm just saying, you know, but uh, in, in order to win the Western Conference, uh, plus 800, which is actually a really good number. I would love that. And I mean, the teams ahead of them, you got Utah at plus 400, Clippers at plus 220, and of course the Lakers, uh, the favorite at plus 125, but plus 800 for the Nuggets, I might be hopping on that. It's not a bad one. I'd I'd, uh, I'd circle that one, Nuggets fans, if so, you're looking for anything. Yeah, you lay 100 um, and you win 800 if that cashes. So that for to break bad. it down a little bit. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Anilo, it's been great to have you on. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, I, I look forward to doing this again at some point. Man, you let me know, and uh, we got to get you on the radio program, get you doing some content, you know, maybe a little cross-pollination over with Denver Sports Betting, Mile High Sports. Anytime you want me, man, I love chatting nuggets with you. Love your coverage and the way uh, you go about your business for us. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for hopping on. Everybody, that'll do it on this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Make sure to tune in tomorrow night as I break down the uh, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, the second game of the San Antonio Spurs that the Nuggets are going to be playing. Uh, should be fun. Hopefully, Jamal Murray is back and healthy for that one. We will break it all down. But in the meantime, that'll do it. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.